Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, you uh, road to growth listeners. All right. So today we have Mandy in Bristol and we're doing this remotely with everything kind of going on. We've been doing a lot of things remotely lately. This is always a fun one. Uh, we had some internet difficulties. So now no camera. This is just strictly audio. So I'm getting as much as you guys are, listeners. But this, I'm excited for this. And we're not, we're not pushing this later on. We're just going to dive deep into this one. So I have Mandy and Bristol. You guys are starting um, Acton Academy East in San Diego. Thank you for having us, Vinny. We're really excited to be here. And we're opening a school in La Mesa. And it's a very unique school. Um, it's consi- it can be considered a micro school, which is a smaller school. Usually Acton Academies typically are um, from as small as like 30 students up to like 150 students in the whole school. But um, what defines Acton Academy the most is that it's a learner-driven school. So we don't look um, at school as a place where students come to just hear lectures from teachers. It's a place where they set goals and they are able to follow their interests and their passions and kind of develop their own unique strengths. And our mission at Acton Academy is to help each young person that enters our doors find a calling so that they can change the world. Um, and that's what kind of makes us different from other schools. All right. So let's just, let's just dive into it. So I was doing a little, little legwork and you guys gave me some information before we got, I got going. The one thing that I thought was just fantastic was the business fair. Not now business fairs alone where you're building your own business are fantastic, but you guys teach mostly kindergarten through fifth grade, correct? Yeah, we're opening this fall and we're opening with kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, but eventually we will be preschool through high school. So a fifth year old, a, f- a fourth grader, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, those kids at such a young age building a business plan. I think that's fantastic. Can you kind of give us a little insight into what you have planned for them? Yeah, so we are hosting the first children's business fair will be February 13th next year. And we invite kids from all over the community. So not just Acton students, anyone who wants to provide a service or a product and um, they're able to sell that product or service at the business fair. And they learn so many great things from starting their own business, like responsibility. They learn um, what makes a good entrepreneur and they are able to sell that at the business fair. I am ready for a shark tank, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Some, some Actons actually do that, their own little version of a shark tank. But the, the students at Acton have a whole project on entrepreneurship. and. That project, that um, project, we call them quests, but that unit of study ends culminates in an exhibition. Always when we do projects at our school, but in particular that one, we call it the e-ship quest or the entrepreneurship quest, culminates in the business fair. So it's really amazing. I mean, you you'd be surprised even what like a kindergartner will do. And our one rule for the business fair is that parents stay out of it as much as possible because we, you know when we give young people the chance to do these real life projects they like rise to the occasion they love it and they will blow you away what they will do like we have kids that are you know making 
um, mouse pads out of leather with these intricate designs and just things that will knock your socks off. And <laughs> because, um, because they, they, they really gravitate towards that. Like, what what young person isn't going to want to you know every young kid loves the lemonade stand right <laughs> but when they're given the opportunity to um create their own business they 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 surprise us and it's it's by far our most popular thing that we do at Acton Academy is the children's business fair everyone loves it Um, well, you know, my background is in education and um, I taught in like in public schools and private schools um, for over 10 years. And one thing that um, I got really passionate about is thinking like outside of the box. Like I feel like traditional education has been the same for like, well, largely the same for like 75 years or more. Um and sometimes I feel like we kind of get, as teachers, get kind of stuck in doing things the same way. And so just to, just to give you a look, to get into the story of that a little bit, like when I graduated from college, I started working at a residential treatment center for, for young girls. And they were taking, um, they were doing middle school and high school classes. And I was really surprised to find how many of them were reading at like the first, second or third grade level. Um, and I guess that's pretty common when you're in the judicial system, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, and I just thought, oh my gosh, there's got to be a better way. I mean, I, I want these young people to be um, um, independent learners and that, that, you know, the literacy really impacts that. So I kind of like went on my own little mission. I was in grad school at the time. I did a lot of research um, and I came across a company, they're called Linda Mood Bell. And they were just doing amazing things with helping young people who had low literacy levels make a small amount of progress in a, or make, excuse me, make a large amount of progress in a small amount of time. And so like I went and ended up working for them so I could learn more about that and really got passionate about literacy. Um, and they were doing it a different way that that was done in the public schools traditionally. So I, I, um, really got passionate about like looking outside of the box. We don't always need to do things the way they've always been done just because they've always been done that way. Like looking for better ways is it's a big philosophy I have in life. Um, so when, after I did that, I was a stay at home mom and I got to kind of see education through the eyes of my children and through the eyes of a parent. And I kind of, um, one story I, I like to tell that kind of, um, sent me down on this path was, um, not that I like to tell it, but it was a, a, a story that kind of represents what I was going through, um, is that my daughter was struggling with writing a lot. And her first grade teacher called me in and she said, uh, she said to me, we were, we were having a discussion. And then she looked at me at one point of discussion. She said, Mandy, you might need to realize that your daughter is not as smart as you think she is. And, <laughs> and, uh, that just left me speechless. 
And, and I, I have so much respect for teachers. I have a lot of respect for this teacher in particular. And um, I think she was trying to say like, your daughter might not be successful in this one core academic area as you thought she would be. Um, but that's kind of what I was disgruntled about and what I was left speechless, speechless about and, and kind of what reflected what I was becoming dissatisfied with traditional schools in general is because it, it um, defines um, intelligence kind of in a narrow way. Intelligence is the right word, but um, being smart in a narrow way when um, I really believe that each child has their own unique genius, that each child has their own unique strengths. And um, sometimes in the traditional schools, we kind of put them in a box saying, you need to learn, you know, this math curriculum this way with these steps. You need to, you know, pass the geography test. Where what I like, what I was really drawn to about Acton and what really like open one is that we really um, believe giving each um, young person a chance to find their own unique strengths. And as they get older, they do things like um, in middle school, starting in middle school, they seek out and find their own apprenticeship. So they do a different apprenticeship every year, middle school through high school. And it's just really this idea of each person has um, their own strengths that they can use to have a great impact on the world. When you talk about the apprenticeship, so how, how does that work? Do you guys give them a list of people that they could talk to? Is it? It is 100% their responsibility to um, find out what their interests are at that point and for them to write the letters that they are asking to work for different companies and it's it's on them. So it's completely different from the way that other people do apprenticeships where the teachers say, okay, these are the approved people that you can call. Um, no, starting from middle school, it is their responsibility. And if they don't write a good letter or if they don't have a good resume, then they won't get the internship. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We give them a lot of tools, like how to write a, a, an email that's hard to refuse and how to approach people. Um, but we don't we don't do that for them. They do it themselves. Acton's been around um, as a whole for, for 12 years. I mean, to, to dive deeper into that, have they, I mean, what's the I mean, quote unquote success rate? I mean, what are they seeing transition changes from? being with Acton compared to maybe another private school? Well, uh, yeah, well, there are 270 schools currently um, running or um, will open this year, um, like us. And so um, I think I think the success kind of speaks for itself that there are 270 and we're just starting to have our first graduates and um, they're doing great things. They're going to college or some of them are getting their dream jobs right out of high school because they've had all of these internships and that looks really good on a resume. Yeah. Yeah. Every single graduate so far has either gotten into their, their choice of college or um, one, uh, one in particular, just to show an example and, and, and Jeff Sandifer really encourages, he's the founder um this but he got into college but also got his dream job in the field of the field of um video game making i don't know if that's the technical term for that <laughs> but um and he he's doing so well that he's just not going to go go to college so 
we try to prepare students for what they, whether, whatever they choose. But one option is to, to apply, you know, Jeff encourages students and, and, and the more I, I learn about this, I'm, I'm an advocate of this, um, is to, to, um, have the kind of experiences in high school where you're gearing yourself up for your dream job and that you can sell yourself to an employer and apply for college and your dream job. And if you get your dream job, um, say to the college, I want to defer a year. And if your dream job starts going well, or the job, you know, your choice of vocation is going well, then you defer another year and eventually no one cares that you got into Harvard and deferred a couple years or, or whatever college because you're doing so well in your job. Um, and that's something that, um, we, we encourage Acton graduates to consider and a lot of them are doing. Wow. It seems like I'm gonna have a long list of people to interview uh, as these kids start <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Um, so Bristol, um, we've heard kind of Mandy's, Mandy's story. The, yeah. That's a powerful one right there where um, the idea of your kids not as smart as you think you are. Did you have something like that that kind of pushed you into to this this world? Yes, definitely. Around around the same time um, that Mandy was having those struggles with her daughter, my oldest daughter um, started hating school. And it was, was a result of the over-testing and over-quizzing. So um, she didn't want to go to school. So she would come down the stairs each morning holding her stomach um, in pain because she actually developed anxiety um, because she was so concerned if she ever got something wrong on a test or wrong on a quiz, which she was taking all day long. Everything that she learned, she had to take a quiz or a test on it to make sure that she um, had mastered that concept or had read that book. And um, (laughs) I think that they tested the joy right out of her (laughs) is how I felt. So I had her in therapy for her anxiety. And I just had this moment where I realized she's eight. And she is telling me that she hates learning and hates school. Something is wrong, especially with how bright and how fun and how spirited she is. Um, and so when Mandy approached me and talked to me about Acton and introduced the school to me, it was everything that I wanted, but that I had no idea existed before. Um, I, I had gone to pub or sorry to um, public school, and I turned out great, I think. <laughs> um, so I never considered another option until Acton Academy came around. And at Acton, there are no tests, there are no quizzes, um, there they're taught to truly love what they're learning. And the first time that I entered an acting classroom, I, I could not believe my eyes because the kids in there were so happy. And you could just tell in the way that they um, were learning, they were so joyful. And I think that that is really what's missing um, from a lot of schools today is, I mean, even even private schools, I feel like, are often just public schools with more funding, but they don't necessarily do something different, whereas Acton does something completely different. And I feel like I'm actually a mother of five. So I definitely feel like all of my kids will um, get to experience the joy of learning, which I think is something that they really need in order to become lifelong learners. So how long have you, both of you uh, been thinking over the idea of building and bringing Acton to uh, San Diego and La Mesa? 
Well, I, I, I uh, came across Acton just a little over a year ago. Um, and the, I just was instantly intrigued by it. And I think that's because it aligns so much with what I believe about young people. I mean, I just told the story about my daughter, but I, um, John Gatto Gottman says, or excuse me, John Taylor Gottman says genius as is as common as dirt. And I really believe that, um, we, what, what, what I have saw when I was an educator and what I saw as a mother that, um, we aren't doing a great job of helping young people recognize their own genius. So I was so intrigued with how Acton was doing it with their, they have in their, they learn their math reading and writing on it's very individualized so that they can move as slow as they need to, when they don't need to go slow and fast as they want to, they don't have to stay at grade level. If they want to go above grade level in their math studies, they can, or they're reading or writing. So I was intrigued by that. I was intrigued by the real life projects that Acton has. And I just thought, gosh, I want this for my children. So a little over a year ago, I went to my husband after I had had done some reading and research about Acton Academy and talked to some people about it. And I said, Jeremy, I want to move to where there's an Acton or I'd like to open one. And my husband is in the field of um, structural engineering and he retrofits buildings for earthquakes. And he said, you know, we need to be here in um, San Diego for my job. And I said, okay, I'm going to open one because it's, it's just me as a mom wanting this for my kids and wanting this for the children in our community. So, so what's, I mean, what's the process of opening? I know McDonald's has like McDonald university that all like franchise owners have to go to. I mean, is there like background that goes into building your own, um, opening up your own acting? Yeah. Uh, there is a process and you start, you have, you, there's an application process that starts out online and then, um, uh, Sorry, I'm trying to recall what I did over a year ago to apply. <laughs> there's just a process online where you answer questions, you um, and there's steps to it. And once you get through the questions, then you submit your resume and submit a video, and then if you um, then you get approved. But, but it's a very difficult yeah. process. Yeah. It, well, it's very competitive. Yeah, it's very competitive. So um, just to give you some background, um, there. As of last year, there were 18,000 people who applied to open their own Actons around the world, and there are currently 270. So Mandy did a really great job (laughs) to um, bring this to San Diego, and we're so happy that she took that initiative because it wasn't easy. It was very competitive. (laughs) And then after that, you um, go to an, an orientation in Austin, Texas at the flagship school. So Bristol and I both did that. What I mean? Where do you where do you see uh, you guys going? So you guys haven't officially opened your doors, correct? Or you guys have opened your doors? I know with the COVID or like that, it's probably put some uh, hold on your prior projections. Where do you guys sit with that process? Um, so we're opening. Um, we're opening August twenty fifth is the first day of school. So we're all geared up and ready to open, and we're not letting COVID stop us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're planning on opening in person. I think like most of the schools right now are. If if we have to go virtual, we'll go virtual. And that's been one really cool thing to watch from our standpoint. And um, just to back up a little bit, I told you we go to 
we, we went to an orientation, but also there's like an online tool shed for us as owners. And as part of that too, there's access to Google forms. So I get about at least three or four emails every day in my inbox from other Acton's owners around the world. And they're like, just, we're always discussing things on these Google forms, like how we can do things better and innovative ideas. And so, so that's really great. And I lost my train of thought. Oh, how what they've done during COVID. During COVID. Yes. Oh, so through that, we've gotten to see they've, they've talked about on these forms what they did to handle the school shutting down during COVID. And um, they've also shared videos with us of things, online things the kids have done. Um, and it has been amazing to see. Most of the owners have said, the Acton owners say their students barely missed a beat because it's so, the, the learning design is so student driven. Like students lead discussions as part of our model and they set their own goals of what they're going to do in reading, writing, and math and follow through with those goals. And they um, have what we call running partners where they totally cut each other accountable and set goals together. So it's really cool to watch how independent. So if needed be, we will go and go virtual and um, our Acton students tend to do really surprisingly amazing. Well, Jeff, Jeff Sanifer, the founder tells the story of they shut down the next day. He was trying to figure out how zoom worked like all day. He was trying to get familiar with it. And, and he said, actually it took him like three days to get really familiar with it. But like the next morning, all of the action students were on zoom having their normal, um, first morning discussion, we, we start each morning with a Socratic discussion. So they were already having their Socratic discussion and just doing things like normal through Zoom. <laughs> so they're, they're, it's they just, didn't need a teacher <laughs> sending them a playlist or telling them what to do um, because they, they've already learned and are self-motivated, which I think is such a great quality for kids to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of you yeah. building and bringing out your this new business with the hurdle of COVID, finding a new location. I mean, what stuff did, I guess, corporate act and help you out with? And what stuff do you have to actually put on your shoulders? It sounds like they kind of helped you a little bit with this, like Zoom and digitally and stuff like that. But what was taken on your shoulders compared to? Like almost entirely on our shoulders. <laughs> I mean, they, they give us some tools and a framework. But other than that, Acton, Acton Academy San Diego East is like, what we decide to make of it and what matches our community. So as far as finding a location, um, finding like-minded families who want to join us on this journey, Bristol and I are all doing that. I mean, your backgrounds in education, learning is a little bit different from, I guess, having a business. I mean, once you actually get to that point, it's going to be probably a little more smooth sailing, but there's probably been a lot of hurdles you've had to kind of overcome in actually building this school. Can you kind of walk us through what's what's that been like? For sure. I mean, you probably hit the nail on the head. Like we, our background isn't in entrepreneurship, but um, I guess that's been part of my learning on this journey is, you know, when you want to become an entrepreneur, um, you've got to be willing to hustle and you've got to be willing to work hard and learn. And that's what we're doing. Um Jeff Sandifer, um, he said, you know, in our orientation, he said, you know, a good entrepreneur knows where they want to go, but they don't always know exactly how to get there. So it's like you're pointing at a mountain and you're telling everybody we're going to the top of that mountain. 
Um, and you need to be able to be, to be a, a leader and figure out how to problem solve along the way. So um, basically, we are reaching, you know, what we don't know, we're, we're learning, you know, we got YouTube, we've got other Acton owners, we've reached out to, we've got our husbands who our are husbands have been <laughs> so helpful. Yeah, our husbands are both, um, both um, my husband's an engineer, but he's a project manager at his company and, and does a lot of um, running the business there. And Bristol's husband has a background in marketing. Yeah. And so that's been really helpful. He's helped us um, with our website, with our um, with our ads um, on Facebook and Instagram. That's been um, really helpful to have him. Yeah. And I don't know if you'd agree with this, Vinny, but I feel like, like part of the battle is um, being willing to hustle and learn what you don't know and problem solve and be creative. Um, and I really feel like another thing is Acton's whole philosophy is learning. I mean, a foundation of it is this ability to learn from failure. Um, and, and I think that's, that's part of being a good entrepreneur because you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to know everything and you're going to have challenges. Um, but the key is, uh, I believe is being able to learn from the mistakes you make and pivot and, and not, not give up at that point because you're going to get those challenges. And if you just throw in the towel, when you, when you have obstacles um, or things that you don't know, then, then that's going to be, it's going to be hard to be a successful entrepreneur if you have that attitude as opposed to the growth mindset attitude. Well, actually I just had this conversation the other day that um, I mean, I totally agree with that. The idea it's never failure if you learn something from it. So every yeah. time I have a mini failure, quote unquote, I look at the idea of what did I learn from that? What can I take away? How can I grow from that? And then I can be a little more confident, a little more positive in that idea of that failure right there. And that was like a, a big epiphany and something that uh, once I figured that out, it made life and the process a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad we're having this discussion because that's a huge part of Acton. Um, at Acton, we actually call the students heroes instead of students or kids because um, we we really talk to them about this idea of a hero's journey. And and Joseph Campbell wrote a book about how important the hero's journey is in like all of our lives. Um, and it's this whole idea that we're gonna have kind of like a call to action or a goal or a dream we're working towards. And we're going to struggle and we're going to fail and we're going to fall on our face sometimes. Um, but the whole, like, what, what does a hero do when they, when they have that? It's like in every movie and every good book, they, they, they have these challenges. And instead of giving up, they learn from it. They struggle and they, they transform because of their challenges. So I 100% agree with what you're saying, Vinny. And that's something we talk to a lot about the students and have discussions about is, um, you know, failure it's hard. No one likes failure, but it's not necessarily a bad thing if we learn from it. Yeah. And, and I think the, the biggest thing, if you like you're, you guys are saying, as long as you love what you're doing, it allows you those, it allows you to keep pushing through the ups and the downs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we are so passionate. I think because this, this started for our own children. And so we're putting our whole hearts into this school because our this is the kind of education that we want for our kids. And the fact that we get to share it with the community is such an added bonus. But definitely when you do, when you're doing something for your own kids as a mom, you're you're working your butt off. <laughs> <laughs> 
both of you had your husbands get really involved in this process, right? And it's a it's a it's a big a big step. I mean, for you two and for your husbands, for your your world, it's more on, more on the plate. I, I would love to hear for both of you. I mean, for, especially for the women out there that are listening and thinking about starting their own business. What was your sales pitch? <laughs> We're both laughing as you're answering this question. <laughs> well, Mandy gave him an ultimatum, but. <laughs> Either we're moving or we're building an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a great question. Um, I, I just feel really lucky to have a husband that I do. I mean, when I brought this idea to him, he wasn't like, oh, yes, that's a great idea. Like, he had to go through his own process. Like, I guess maybe that's that's maybe something I that I would – maybe advice I would give is, you know, um, when you have – I guess when you have a dream or a goal and it's affecting your whole family, I mean, I'm having trouble articulating it, but he went through his own process where he explored Acton Academy and he's like, you know what? I, I'm on board. Like I want this for my family too. So give them some time to process it maybe and be patient with that. Um, because, you know, I tend to be, um, impatient sometimes with that I I get excited about something and I'm like okay everybody just like get on board like I see the vision I I see the value in this I have a passion for this but um everyone needs to go every you know they need to go think it through just like you have so I think with my husband (laughs) so when Mandy asked me um to be the assistant director I I said, okay, but let me talk to Kyle. <laughs> and when he came home from work, I talked to him about the school and I showed him a couple of videos and his immediate response was, well, I think you should do it. You're going to do great. And it really kind of surprised me because I'd obviously never opened a school before and not that I didn't expect his support, but that it came so quickly and with so much confidence gave me confidence to know, yeah, you're right it is going to be great. Um, And so that gave me the extra boost. And then I think his, I don't know, transformation moment actually came at our first meeting where we invited families to come to Mandy's home, actually, to hear about Acton. And we had a, a presentation and a PowerPoint and we showed a few videos and we allowed the families that were gathered there to ask any questions that they had about the school. And my husband sat there in that room and his jaw just dropped. And he, he just kept looking over at me and saying, Oh my gosh, this is the coolest school. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I, I, I laughed and said, I've been telling you this for a a year. (laughs) Yes, it is amazing. But I think just being in that room with the, the, with all the families, who were so interested and to hear all of um, the great things that Acton has to offer for him, that, that was the trans um, the moment that he, what's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> he realized how wonderful Acton is. And at that point it changed from just him supporting me and knowing that the school would be wonderful to actually realizing how great it is. So if I'm bringing you to the lines, it, the yes started out because he was scared of you. But then he really understood it yet later on. Yeah. Yeah, I think there maybe is some <laughs> a, sl- a sliver of truth to that. But um, I think, you know, when you're, you, 
I, I feel lucky enough to be in a marriage that, you know, when you're really passionate about something and, um, and you got to be realistic too, but when you're really passionate about something, usually the person you love and they see that you love it and the joy it's bringing to your life, they want that for you. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is like the, there has to be some real communication because, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy and I, we sit down and we talk about our budget for startup costs and he gets input into it and it's not just one-sided. So I think having communication where both people get input and are feeling comfortable with, with, um, with the budget or with the big decisions that are being made is, is of course so important. I mean, we've, we've, we've uh, talked on a little bit before about the idea of failure and it's not a failure if you learn something from it. I mean, this podcast is about the idea of overcoming adversity, overcoming failure. I mean, not necessarily made for you two, but when your kids are dealing with like a struggle, they can't overcome something and they're really deflated. How do you walk them back to some kind of normality or overcome that, that adversity? I, I think what I do is to give them different self-talk. I feel like if you get in that place where you're struggling with something, like for example, my daughter was struggling with um, measurements. That was her math this week was measuring milliliters and um, grams. And she was struggling and she really got down on herself. And she said things like, I can't do this. I I'm so bad at math. And if we can change that, that dialogue. Um, and I just stopped her in her tracks and I said, honey, what is that going to help you? Is that going to help you to be able to understand this? What can we say instead? And I said, practice this. I can do this. This is hard. And she repeats after me, I can do this. This is hard, but I can do this. And so I think, um, oftentimes as parents, if we tell our kids, Oh, you're so smart. Um, that actually does a disservice to them rather than saying, wow, you worked really hard and you accomplished this great goal. Then that it's a whole different way of saying, oh, like you're so smart. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's I think that sort of talk as parents just limits them rather than um, allows them to rise to the occasion and to overcome obstacles and challenges and realize that they can that they can do hard things and it's okay that it's hard. This, I mean, you don't guys have to answer this. This is just something that just popped in my head. What's your take? And I've heard people say on both sides on participation awards. Um, gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, you don't have to answer it. If not, I mean, it's just something that I remember talking about and that kind of thing. I'm just like, I know there's some negative about it and some positive about it. So do you guys, you do have a take? Yeah. I mean, I mean, guess as a general philosophy, like, I, I don't have like a, a strong feeling on whether or not to give a kids participation awards in specific, but the idea that it's okay to have like a first place and a second place and a third place. I mean, I would, I would say that that's part of life, like learning to deal with that. Like if, if for example, my daughter, you know, she's in soccer and she's gotten discouraged that she's not the best player in the team or the coach isn't playing her as much as she wants. You know, we have a discussion about that. Like what, what gets a person to the place where they are the person that gets played a lot. And a lot of it has to do with hard work. And have you been practicing soccer every day in the backyard? No, you haven't, you know? So I, I guess I'm not, 
a huge fan of participation for the, you know, just just for the concept of it. I'm okay with, with the idea of kids having natural consequences. So if there's a contest and there's first, second, and third, like a real natural consequence is the person that worked the hardest on whatever is going to get that first place. And I think that's a great lesson for students to learn. Um, so does that, does that answer your question? <laughs> no, no, I think it's a great answer. Now, if someone's listening right now and they, um, they live in the San Diego area, they're looking to be, uh, get their uh, kids involved in your school, get enrolled, or they're looking at part of the event in next year in, in February, yes. correct? February 13th okay. is our, our business fair. It, what's the best way of them getting more information, reaching out? What's the best way of going forward? The best way is to go to our website. It's actonsandiegoeast.org. So that's A-C-T-O-N, sandiegoeast.org. Perfect. And then any any last piece of uh, advice, tidbits, anything you want to throw out there to the listeners? Gosh, I guess, you know, you had asked the question about um, – this is kind of weighing heavy, heavy on my mind right now about how to help young people handle failure. And I think one thing we can do is give them the space to struggle and overcome those struggles. So um, we, and, and this is the hardest thing as a parent, like there's nothing that I can almost think of that's harder for them, me than to watch my children struggle and not step in. But if we if we jump in too soon, we really do them a disservice. Um, one example, a friend of ours, Jeff Bordeaux, he's an Acton owner and Acton Academy Plaster gives was when his daughter was breaking a, a board in karate, where he watched his daughter trying to break this board and she was having she's trying over and over and she's has tears coming to her eyes. And like every part of him wanted to jump in and be like, It's okay, you don't need to break the board, we can try again later. But he 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 stepped back and let her um, keep crying. And she, and just when the tears were coming, she broke the board. And he says, "I would have robbed her of that, you know. I would have, and, and in her joy, I would have robbed her of that joy of breaking that board if I would have stepped in and say, don't try. It's it's too hard right now. You can you can do it.' So really, just thinking about stepping back at times and watching your um, children struggle. I have an example recently my daughter wanted to make shelves for her room and she um, had this whole plan. She came up with these, these shelves that are kind of suspended from the ceiling with ropes, like ladders. And, and we, my husband and I let her design it. um, And then we took her to home Depot and we let her um, help her get the wood cut and then let her do most of the products process herself. And she got really frustrated at times. And, you know, we, we try to, to, to step in as little as possible. And, you know, after she was done, you know, instead of saying, I'm proud of you, I said to her, don't you feel proud of yourself? And she was like, yes, I feel so proud of herself. So the whole process, the, sometimes she was in tears during the process, but at the end, she of herself because she made those um, shelves for a room. So that's just one thing that is a big philosophy at Acton is that we really give um, young people the space to struggle. But when they make it through that struggle, um, and and we've given some put some tools in place for them to make it through that struggle, 
that's where the magic happens because that's when they really grow and they really learn the value of hard work and struggle. Yeah, I think anyone listening right now, I mean, if you didn't pick up on it, I mean, I think you said you brought up twice. I mean, the words we use are so powerful and teaching your kids using the right words helps out affirmations instead of saying, I'm proud of you. I mean, aren't you proud of yourself? Kind of internal positivity instead of getting it from external positivity. I mean, I think like those little tidbits right there that through this, this whole interview, you both have kind of thrown out there and hopefully listeners out there have kind of were able to pick up on those things. And if you, if you have kids that are, you, you want basically allow them to think outside the box, looking for something different. Uh, I mean, look at getting them enrolled in the, into the campus. And if, if not, maybe you can come to that February 13 event and uh, maybe a part of it and um, watch your kids blossom. So I, I appreciate both of you being on the podcast. Um, and I can't wait to see how many more entrepreneurs are built from, from your school, from your campus. We can't wait either. <laughs> Thank you, Vidi. It's such a, a pleasure, such an honor to be on your podcast. And and we love connecting with entrepreneurs like yourself. And we have them come speak at our campus. So if, um, we'd love to have you sometime, Vinny, or if there's any other entrepreneurs listening that would like to 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 give back and, and come talk to the to the young people at our campus and tell them their story, we would, would love that. I I would definitely love that. So when you, when you guys pick the date, I'll be there. <laughs> Great, thank you. Thanks, Vinny. Thanks, guys. Thanks, ladies. And uh, hopefully every all you listeners got some great information. Please subscribe. Please share. And of course, tell your friends. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.